Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, it's Wednesday, June the 7th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're OK. And we're going to start today with news that a Kent councillor who made controversial comments about parents of children with special educational needs has resigned. Simon Webb caused outrage when he suggested it was the in thing for mums and dads to request an educational health care plan. Here's a reminder of what was said. Where are the gatekeepers here? So if I'm a parent who thinks that their child needs an EHCP because that's the in thing to do as a parent these days. Who's going to turn around and say no? Well, he's now stepped down from the committee he was part of and Chair Perry Cole has read out a statement on his behalf. Colleagues will be aware that during the last SEN subcommittee on the March 22nd, 2023, I introduced phraseology which neither reflected my 46 years of experience in the education field nor my command of the English language. This clearly caused hurt and distress to parents, which was never my intention. I wish to apologise for the statements I made, and as such, after a period of reflection, I believe it is absolutely correct for me to resign from your committee, as any future comments I I may make, if I remained, would be tainted with my previous ones. I wish the committee, both members and officers, every success in achieving the correct outcomes for the children, parents of Kent residents, and as well as for the County Council. Yours faithfully, Simon Webb. At the time, parents had demanded an apology. In fact, Kent Pact, which is a forum set up for parents of children and young adults with disabilities and additional needs, said it was shocked and disgusted. And Kent mum Lisa Lloyd, who's campaigning for SEND educational reform, has posted an update on her Insta, welcoming the news and saying it gives her hope for change. Well, finally, on this one, let's get some reaction from our political editor, Paul Francis. Well, this uh, story has its origins in a damning Ofsted report on Kent County Council's provision of services for vulnerable children under the SEND programme. And it was particularly critical uh, because the Ofsted inspectors found that there had been no real improvement across nine areas of the service that they had highlighted in an earlier report a year before. Now, In response to the Ofsted report, the Council set up an all-party committee of inquiry to look into and scrutinise the recovery programme and to examine what proposals there were for remedying the uh, situation and putting children's services back on an even keel, if you like. Now, it was at one of these cross-party scrutiny committees earlier this year in March that two county councillors made comments which uh, upset parents who were going through the process of trying to find support. A second county councillor, Sarah Hudson, has not indicated her plans but was not at the meeting uh, this week. I think the lesson from all this is that Kent County Council cannot afford to undermine its own committee of inquiry. And I'm fairly sure that uh, if Simon Webb had not resigned, he might have been asked to by the uh, leadership, because these issues are very sensitive uh, and the County Council doesn't want to be diverted into a political argument around what needs to be done 
and that would certainly have been the case had Simon Webb stayed on the committee. Kent Online News. A man from Maidstone who abused his baby so badly that he had to have both of his legs amputated has been refused parole. Tony Smith is serving 10 years in prison for inflicting the injuries on his son Tony Hudgel. The parole board decided it's in the public interest to keep him locked up. Young Tony's adoptive family say they're delighted. Police investigating reports of a man armed with a makeshift spear during a disturbance in Folkestone have made made an arrest. Three people are said to have been involved in the fight on Marshall Street last month. A 36-year-old has been questioned and released on bail until August. Cocaine and cash has been seized by police after they stopped a car in Gillingham. The vehicle was pulled over on Goudhurst Road on Monday. A man in his 40s who was driving and a passenger in their 20s were arrested. They're now out on bail until the end of August. Now, business owners in Ashford are calling for more to be done to tackle anti-social behaviour in the town centre. Reporter Leanne Castle has been investigating this story for us and joins me on the podcast now. Firstly, Leanne, what are they saying is happening then? All of the business owners I spoke to say antisocial behaviour starts becoming a real problem right about three o'clock when schools finish and there's more kids coming into the town. They say they've had youngsters as young as 12 sometimes demanding alcohol, throwing eggs at their windows, fighting, shouting and swearing... Shoplifting is also a real problem for some shop owners um, and they have even had to step in to stop fights sometimes that have broken out outside. Racial abuse is also a problem. One trader who is a war veteran was once told to go back to his own country um, by customers who have started causing trouble in his shop. And is there a particular part of the town that seems to be where most of the trouble happens? It seems to be that the Lower High Street is a problem spot. Now, that's where McDonald's is in the town. And typically, teenagers tend to congregate outside McDonald's after school time. Um, but one trader did say the bandstand in the middle of the town, which is just outside B&M, and um, the fountain, which is slightly further down the Lower High Street, is also a problem spot. You've also been given some crime data, haven't you? What does it show? The statistics show that crimes such as shoplifting, bicycle thefts and possession of weapons are all up as a whole in the Victoria Ward. Um, and that's the ward that encompasses the whole of the town centre. Possession of weapons has risen by more than 50% over the past four years and shoplifting has risen by more than 32%, which is quite concerning. But surprisingly, the statistics... But surprisingly, the statistics show that reports of antisocial behaviour as a whole seem to have fallen for 2022, which is promising. So what do business owners you spoke to want to see happen then? The main thing business owners want to see is a stronger police presence in the town. They say dispersal orders are great and they're really important and they have been effective. But it's not as effective as seeing a police car in the high street or an officer patrolling. So really what they want to see is more officers around. And finally, Liam, what's the response been from the council and police? Police say despite the fall in numbers, they are going to continue working with businesses and agencies in the town centre to keep the area safe. They also want to hear from the community about ways that they feel that police can deal with the issues that have been mentioned. Um, in terms of the council, they say they already have a number of strategies in place to prevent crime. One of those being a public spaces protection order, which is one way they can tackle antisocial behaviour. It pretty much means um, anyone being a nuisance in the area can be prosecuted or issued with a £100 fine. 
They also have a Streetwise app, which they hope more people will download. And it's, it basically gives them a way to find the safest routes through the town. It also highlights a number of dedicated businesses and safe spaces which people can go to if they need help. Leanne, thank you ever so much. You can also read that report in full and let us know what you think by heading to the website. Kent Online reports. Attempts to extradite the former vice chairman of Gillingham Football Club to America have been rejected. Michael Anderson was arrested at Heathrow Airport in 2021, accused of conspiring to defraud the US government healthcare scheme for armed forces personnel and veterans. The 70-year-old has always maintained his innocence and says he's relieved at the latest decision. It's emerged the body of a prisoner was laying in a cell at a Medway jail for six hours before guards realised he'd died. Staff at HMP Rochester had checked on 54-year-old John Henderson several times but thought he was asleep. An inquest has found he passed away from natural causes brought on by heart disease, but a coroner ruled lessons needed to be learned. A geography teacher from Thanet has been banned from the profession after sending explicit texts to a child. Lee Startup, who worked at Ursuline College in Westgate, contacted a girl under the age of 16 three years ago. We're told the offences didn't relate to any pupils at the school. The 50-year-old from Rochester was given a suspended sentence when it went to court. A Maidstone man who started a petition calling for change to how Ofgem regulates their price cap has taken the signatures to Downing Street. Richard Winstone says while thousands of people across the county are struggling to make ends meet, energy companies are making record profits. Well, after months of campaigning, he was actually able to gather nearly 400,000 signatures. That's almost four times the amount needed for it to be debated in Parliament. And Richard has been speaking to our colleagues at KMTV. When I looked at it, I saw that profits are calculated as a percentage of costs. And that means that as the costs go up, they can charge us more for profits, which is why we're seeing energy suppliers like British Gas and Shell Energy um, stating record levels of profits because they've been able to get more profit as the price cap goes up. And I just thought it was the wrong way to calculate it. So I've been asking Ofgem for months now to change their price cap. And I think we're actually at a really important time to have handed this petition in. Gem are changing the formula for profits in the price cap, and they are looking to increase profits. So on the same day that they announced that the price cap was coming down to £2,070 because wholesale costs have fallen down, on that same day they announced they're going to change the formula for calculating calculating profits so energy suppliers can get more profit in the future from every household. Ofgem say they have recently reduced their price cap, which will see a fall in how much households have to pay. Kent Online reports. The mother of a young Kent woman who took her own life at university says she'll continue fighting for a statutory duty of care for students. Phoebe Grime from Cranbrook died while staying at halls in Newcastle two years ago. Her mum Hillary collected enough signatures to get the issue debated in Parliament. But rather than bringing in new legislation, the government say they'll monitor existing laws and increase funding for mental health support. Hillary doesn't think that's good enough. I really did feel that she was with me. It was uh, That was just amazing. Um, and, you know, she would be saying, you know, I know she'd be saying, go mum. But we were really, really disappointed because... It's sort of like a lot of promises, you know, like we will do this and and we will plan and we will but you know, like they're saying, oh, well, we want, we'll make sure that all the universities have signed up to the mental health charter, but by September 2024. So what's next for you now following yesterday's debate? We're not giving up this 
campaign. We've got fantastic publicity. We're a brilliant group of focused and dedicated parents. Kent Online News. Stagecoach has announced changes to bus operations in Folkestone due to rising costs and falling passenger numbers. The garage in Cheriton is expected to close this September with a workload being transferred to Dover and Ashford. Most staff are expected to keep their jobs and there'll be minimal impact, we're told, on services. The owners of a site in Deal, which is set to be turned into homes and a cinema, are asking us what we think of the plans. The regent in Beach Street is considered beyond compare will be demolished to make room for 12 houses, a 49-seater cinema and a cafe. A week-long consultation period will start on June the 21st. Elsewhere, this is one of our most read stories today. Maidstone Council is refusing to pay for a broken wheelie bin, despite footage showing it being damaged during the weekly pickup. Now, Tim Spencer says the video shows quite clearly the bin being emptied with the lid intact, but it's returned without one. Now, the council say that it happened from wear and tear rather than the crew doing something wrong. So they say Mr Spencer will have to pay £25 if he wants a new one. You can see the footage within the story today at Kent Online. You can also go onto the website or follow us on our socials to see new virtual speed bumps that have been painted on a road in Swanscombe. The idea is they look like the real thing and drivers automatically slow down but it's actually just an optical illusion. They're on Stanhope Road and while some have branded it a waste of paint, the RAC say it's a cheaper alternative for any cash-strapped council. Next today, and wildlife bosses have been given permission to build bridges so a herd of bison can explore even more woodland in a part of Kent. Would you believe it's almost a year since the animals first moved into their new home at West Bleen and Thorndon Woods near Canterbury as part of a wilding project. So far, they've been living in just 50 hectares, but the idea is to let them roam 200. Well, I've been chatting to Stan Smith, who's from Kent Wildlife Trust. Well, bison coming back to the UK for the first time was obviously a massive achievement for Kent Wildlife Trust and really, really exciting for the future of UK conservation. But it's all about scaling up. These animals need space. And so uh, we have to make sure these animals have as much space as possible for them to freely move. Unfortunately, because of the regulations in this country, it means that we can't have bison in the same place as people. And so we need the people to either go over or under the bison. And hence you need a bison bridge or perhaps better termed a bison underpass. So how is it going to work? Because you've now been given permission to build these within the woodlands that the bison are currently in. Can you give us some sort of idea as to what they're going to look like? So the general kind of construction is pretty simple, actually. The bison will walk at ground level uh, through, uh, through a tube that's a bit bigger than they are. And you'll never even see that kind of tube because the land will be sculpted around it so that you'll walk up a, a gentle gradient over the top of the bison, hopefully passing beneath you. And what this means is it will give people a fantastic chance to look out above the, above the woodland, if you like, sort of about uh, three metres off the ground. And so with a bit of a kind of hide structure that's up there, it'll mean that people can look out and hopefully get a glimpse of these animals just doing their thing. It means that the animals can get on with managing the woodland in fantastic ways that they're already doing. And it means that people can get about, go, go on about, about their days and uh, everyone's nice and safe and can really kind of just enjoy the woodland. Yeah, so I guess there are two benefits, really. Obviously, the bison can roam, but we also get to see them because if you did manage to catch a glimpse, I mean, that would be quite fantastic, wouldn't it? That would be absolutely fantastic. I mean, there's nowhere else in the UK where you can see free roaming bison, you know, three miles from the centre of Canterbury. It's absolutely a phenomenal experience and we've been 
bowled over by by you know all the sort of interest we've had from people who are already visiting the site and have some people have started to catch glimpses of these animals and it really is a special experience so now that people will be able to do that over a, a wider area perhaps get a glimpse of these bison just going about sort of drinking from a pond or something like that without people kind of influencing their behavior it'll be absolutely amazing it's a sort of once in a lifetime sort of opportunity for people you know the sort of thing you would need to go away on safari to see at any other time but you can do that right here in kent once these bison bridges are built and it's quite incredible to think they've almost been here a year already what sort of impact have they had on the smaller area of land that they've been roaming so far we've been absolutely astounded at sort of the rate of change that we've had in the woodland we knew that bison were the right thing for the woodland they can do things that no other animal can do they the way they graze the way they strip bark from trees the way that through their sheer size they can push through dense areas of vegetation can open up areas to light but we thought that would take years and in fact it started you know right from day one we have seen we've just come through sort of spring we're just moving into summer now and some of those trails that they've been opening up through the woodland we're seeing new plants growing on the woodland floor because of the light that they've created that were just never there before it was dark there was nothing growing at ground level and now we're seeing these trails filled with um, you know new flowers uh, butterflies are able to kind of get down there we've seen these these roots that have been linked up slow worms have been basking in these kind of dust dust bathing sites that they've been that they've been creating and everything's really bursting into life we're seeing a lot more bison dung on the ground but that is fantastic for in uh, burrowing kind of beetles and things like that and and it's just amazing how quickly wildlife can find these animals once they're there so these are species some of these invertebrates that burrow into dung we never knew that they were on site they may not have been there and they found it already 45 species that we do never even knew from the site so it's it's really, really exciting times. Some showbiz news and Tim Minchin's coming to Kent for a one-off show. The man behind Matilda, the musical, will be at the Marlowe Theatre in Canterbury later this month. Tickets will go on sale tomorrow. And Liberty X singer Michelle Heaton has announced she'll be starring in a new panto coming to Gravesend this Christmas. She'll take on the role of the Wicked Queen in Snow White when the production opens at the Woodville Theatre. Kent Online Sports. Cricket and Kent will be hoping to end their run of defeats in the T20 Blast tonight. They welcome Essex to Canterbury after losing to Surrey last time out. Play gets underway at 6.30. We'll have details of the result on the website, plus in bulletins over on our sister radio station, KMFM, first thing tomorrow morning. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing and to sign up to that you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk news you can trust this is the kent online podcast